Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week, I got to hang out with Tyler Dial. I've been listening to this dude for five plus years, so this was awesome. We talked all about these songs, all about this new stuff he has coming out, and uh, what he wanted to accomplish with this new sound and this new eventual project. His new song, Damn Denver, is out today. Tyler Dial on the RCM Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbis, and I'm really excited this week. I'm, I feel like I'm always excited. Every week, I'm excited because I just got finished saying how much I love to do this week in and week out and how it just doesn't get old, doesn't get stale. And um, if you know me, I always said that, uh, you know, once that time comes, maybe it's time for me to go in a different direction. But that time's not now. So here we are. And we're loving it and uh, we're having a good time. But I get to welcome on a guy that I've been listening to for a pretty long time. Um, a lot longer than I thought when I looked, when I realized what year it was. And I'm just like, Oh, geez, a lot of time has gone by, but I have Tyler dial on with me today. And I'm just super excited, dude. Thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. You rock. And this can dude, be fun. That's so awesome, man. Like I haven't put music out in four years. So the fact that, that you're, you're still around and still care is like so cool to me. So, Hey, you know, I mean, it's for me, it's a song, right? Like, like, I'll, I'll listen to a song till, till, till whenever. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care. So uh, I just think that you are a, a, you're just, you're great. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have you here. So awesome. thanks. I'm excited to be here and uh, catch you up on what I've been doing the last couple of years. Cause yeah. I kind of went into hiding a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that. And some, we're going to talk about some of the new tunes. We're going to talk about some of the new, new stuff. Cause it's, freaking fantastic and i'm just you know it's gonna be great so why don't you just kind of uh, open up by uh kind of giving everyone a little uh little backstory about yourself yeah. um, a lot of things that i probably already know but if someone if someone who's uh listening may uh, be stumbling upon you for the first time it'd be yeah. a good, good little introduction yeah dude um i uh, grew up in phoenix arizona um we're not a lot of people listening to country music you know uh, all my friends were into Lil Wayne and Eminem, and I was a big country music guy. I'm sure being up in New Jersey, you have kind of a similar backstory, but you speak my language. Um, I don't know. I always felt felt a little different, a little left of center, and um, started. You know, I played soccer and I skateboarded and did all the things that a normal, you know, kid growing up in Arizona did. Um, but I started writing songs in in high school. Right, wrote songs at after soccer practice at like 9 p.m. at night, and um, had a few offers to play in college, uh, play D1 in college, but I ended up choosing the University of Texas because Austin is the live music capital of the world and really fell in love with music. And that's kind of when I started releasing music, where it, which is when you kind of latched on to what we were doing. But um, throughout college, you know, we played Sixth Street every weekend and pretty much every home tailgate. And um, But I lived in Nashville every summer. So I always wanted to end up in Nashville. And the day I graduated, moved out here and uh, have just been working weird jobs on the weekends and uh, trying to get to the point where I could do music full time. And for the last four years, I've been writing an album and it's done. And we're, I think we're getting it mixed this week. And uh, we've been releasing music the last couple months. So hey, that's, that's what me catching you up. There we go. I love it. That that was quick and to the point, and that's exactly what I wanted. For me, it's all about it's all about kind of talking about you and, and what we get into. But um, I, I think that that's awesome. I think that, that you're a man with a plan and uh, sometimes, you know, 
life takes you on these crazy turns. So like, you never know what's going to happen, right? Life like go accordingly. Yeah. Hey, sometimes, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's why it's uh that's why it's a um, uh, roller coaster of, uh, of life there. But I think it's cool. So, so you moved to, I've heard Austin's, I've heard great things about Austin. Uh, one of my buddies lives there. Um, he loves it. it. It just, it seems like a, a, a great time. Um, so you, you grow up in Arizona, right? It's always hot in Arizona. It's like a million degrees. And then you move to Texas, which is just as equally hot. So I'm well, going to assume that you it's like dry. It's dry in Arizona. I, I hate the humidity. I can do a, a dry 105, but a humid 90, I can't stand. What does that even feel like, dude? I don't even know what that oh, feels man. Dude, we used to, you know, playing shows in Texas, like we would we would go up, we would set up for a tailgate. It's 90 degrees. It's humid outside. It would We didn't know what we were doing. So we would carry all of our gear in and put it all together. We were sweating by the time we started playing the show. We'd play it for three hours. You know, we were lucky to get get to the game by halftime so i quickly learned that the texas heat is a thing i had like i had salt stains and on my boots at the end of every gig <laughs> it was wild that's a that that is the one thing that i can't do with my hats i don't do salt stains on the hats i can't do it really yeah it Those, really, i think they call them like game hats well yeah so, but like i am I like need, i need team. a salt stain before i can wear it in public just a little you know bit. what that's fair that's fair but for the me opposite. I couldn't do it. I have so many hats and I'm so like particular about like the way they look on my head. Like I have a really small head, but I have a lot of hair. So they fit weird. Right. But if I have like a salt stain, I'm just like, but like, then you have that one beater hat. That's just absolutely beat up. That's a cool hat. Throw it in the wash. It works every time. That's true. It's a good point. I don't think you're supposed to do that, but for <laughs> there are a lot of things we aren't supposed to do in life. It's okay. If we do that, that's all right. Um, so you, so in terms of music, right. Like you said, growing up in Arizona, there was not a lot of guys that were, you know, listening to the type of music you listen to. I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Um, listen, I listen to a lot of rock growing up. Um, and then later in life, kind of stumbled across country music, kind of on an accident, kind of on purpose. But um, I totally resonate with that. And I think that it's um, that there are there are not as many of us as I wish in terms of New Jersey. Like, I wish that there are more people that were as obsessed as I am. And I don't. It's think also that. fun to be obsessed about something. And people are like, why or do you care about that? Like, that's true. I wake up at like 6 a.m. on Saturdays to watch Chelsea play my the British soccer team. Yeah. And people are like, why? What? What? What do you? Why do you care about that team? It's, I don't know. It's like, that's awesome, though. It's fun to have that. You know, I think it's, it's cool. so fun. And I feel like not not that many people. Well, no, that's not true. But I, I feel like in terms of geographically where I live, I'm obsessed with this stuff and I haven't found someone who's equally as obsessed, which stinks for me, but it's also kind of nice because I have my own little outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so it's like, you know, a give or take kind of thing. But growing up, you're in a car, right? You're, you're by yourself. Let's not say you're with your friends. I feel like that changes your answer. But you're by yourself. What is the first thing you're putting up? The Eagles, okay. probably. Yeah, I saw the Eagles last uh, weekend. Oh, really? Okay. They're actually in Nashville tonight. And I'm a singer-songwriter. I can't afford to go to every concert in Nashville you know, every <laughs> week. So I'm not going, but they're my favorite, dude. Um, one of these nights, that's the one. Great song. Yeah. Phenomenal song. I'm a life in the fast lane kind of guy, but that's just, that's just, I just, I just love their four. I love like whenever a rock band does a song, that's like a disco, their foray into disco, mm -hmm. like uh, one of these nights. And then the stones have miss you. That's I love that song. Like, I just think it's so cool. And I, you know, I, I think it, 
I've got a few songs on the upcoming album that have a little bit of a disco thing. I think Casey Musgraves made it cool with Golden Hour. And I was like, man, that'd be so cool to do some stuff like that. So that's what I've been working on. So how do you get to that point? Because like, not for enough, there's a lot of people in Nashville that, that aren't doing um, or aren't seeing music from your perspective in terms of like, it'd be cool to do something a little bit different. And it'd be cool to, to kind right. of push those boundaries, which I love because I think that uh, the music boundaries are meant to be pushed and, and, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but that you will never know unless you try. So um, that's all the best music, man. The people that become the biggest and, and make the best music, in my opinion, are people that are doing something different. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to do with my music. And it took me a while though, to figure out that you can't just be different, try and be different. You really do need to just be yourself and to stand out and to have a fresh voice and, you know, you moved, I moved to Nashville four years ago and, and it's such a competitive landscape. There's so many talented people and it's like, how the hell are you going to separate yourself from all these people? And, uh, and I tried to be different with some songs and, uh, you know, didn't necessarily work. And I, I feel really good about this new stuff because I just realized I had to be myself and kind of tell my story. So. Right. And I think that that's, that's why I sit here is because I like people that want to tell their story. Um, I think that's important. So um, let's then let's backtrack a little bit and talk about that. So so go through college, right? You put out a, a, a uh, your debut EP came out on your graduation yeah. date. Did I get that right? In, in 2018. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Came out in 2018. You put your debut single out in uh, 2015. You were you were early on in college, freshman or sophomore there. And um, you kind of rode that train. That sound, like we talked about before I hit record here, is completely different, or not, well, mostly different from the sound that you got now. And I think that that's all just kind of going through life. You were in Texas. It was just a little bit, it was a little bit different of of a a, a situation, you know, what you were surrounded by. Did you hit a point? Well, first of all, talk about that, that, that EP, like why, and you don't have to go too in depth, but, but at what point did you say, oh, I'm just going to put out this project? It, was it more of a thing because you wanted to move to Nashville and you wanted to show people you had stuff to show them? Is that Yeah. Um, well, so there, there was the damn good time that I put out in 2015. Right. Uh, when I was a freshman in college, the first winter break we had, I went back to Arizona and we um, got a studio and a producer. And I just wanted to take next, next steps with my career and start marketing myself. And I was like, yeah. we need songs, recorded songs to do that. So I had like five or six songs I wrote, I wrote senior year of high school that I thought were great at the time. Um, and we were, went in to record Damn Good Time, which was one. And then we were so excited and I was having so much fun. We did ended up doing six or seven. And that ended up being, you know, some songs that I put out throughout my time in college. Um, and then damn good time got on the highway and we got some good traction there but i was still in college and um you know but i did use that to play shows and and get some momentum going and senior uh going on senior year of college i lived in nashville one summer and connected with some producers and they were producers that had written like songs for eric church and uh were really well-known songwriters in town um and wanted to find an artist to develop and produce and uh, they invited me out during college, senior year, to re- make an EP of songs that we wrote together and songs that they had written separately. Um, and to be honest with you, dude, like I didn't have much experience in a studio or, or writing with other people. And, um, you know, I went into those sessions and kind of just stepped back and was like, I, these guys are great. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I don't know. I think that kind of comes across and 
in the in the in the project i'm i'm proud of those songs and uh i had a lot of fun making those um but i don't know man i needed to figure out who i was as an artist and i just needed time in the studio i needed to do hundreds and hundreds of co-writing sessions in nashville and practice singing on the microphone and learn how to how to do that and the, the craft of that there's so many different crafts that i had to like work on um and so the last four years i've just basically like i worked uh i had to work on the weekends so that i could write during the week right and so i worked at bars in the winter times and bar backed and worked downtown on broadway and then on the summer in the summer times uh, during COVID, i got a pontoon boat driving job on the lake and pretty much <laughs> 80% of the people I drove around were bachelorette parties visiting. <laughs> it was so fun. That uh, sounds so much fun. It was great, dude. It was awesome. It was, you know, living the dream seriously. Um, but you know, during, while I was working those jobs, I had these, I was writing these really incredible songs that I believed yeah. in. And I was like, wow, this is who I am. This is what I want to say. And those really kept me going. So yeah, that kind of brought me to this point and I've been lucky, you know, I've got, I also wanted to be patient to, to build a, a team and to do it, put out music in the right way. And right. I signed a Luke Combs manager and just signed a deal. <clears throat> we just announced a deal with Virgin Music. So it's been fun. I've just been, you know, patient. Like a lot of these songs I'm putting out now, I've been sitting on for a few years. So. See, I love that because I feel like you can't, you can't rush something like that in my, my personal opinion. Or, I mean, I guess like there, there is a, there is a expedited route to it, but sometimes it doesn't always work out. So. Um, I, 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 you know, love that you've been sitting on this stuff and this new stuff sounds great. Um, you know, as, as much as, as, as much as, you know, I I would never trash any of the older stuff. I think this older stuff is great too. So, but, but I understand why you are uh, kind of looking forward, um, to seeing this newer stuff because the first two songs on this, um, about to be EP or, or, or a record here is, is we have a, we have a full album done. Full album. It's done. And we're, we're putting out a uh, something less than probably an EP soon in the next couple months. So you gotcha. can look forward to that. Um, yeah, I'll have to send it to you. I'm excited for you to hear it. Dude, I would, I would honestly like so far the two songs on there, like, I, I know I put it on Instagram, like you saw this, but like, that's true. Like, I don't like, not, not that I'm like picky about what I'm putting on my Instagram because it's just Instagram. But, but I mean, like, I genuinely love those songs. Like those are like way back when and running downhill are two songs that I listen to constantly. And it's always, always just bl- blasting my car. I'm one of those like obnoxious guys that like, I'd be driving down the street, like, going to see like my mom or something my mom would be like why do you have to have it that loud because these songs are Uh, okay i'm so excited because we have some if you like those i'm like we i I just think it's fun like i feel like every next song i'm more excited to put out and And that's that's great have have, have to have be strategic the way you put stuff out and so you know i i think it's fun to grow with everyone and i can't wait for for you to hear what we got and i see that's phenomenal. And I love that you've been sitting on them because that means they're not rushed too. Like that's the other thing too. There's something to be said about a song that like you, that is rushed and like not necessarily you can always hear, but if like a song's rushed, sometimes you're like, this was great, but it could have been a little bit better if it was something else. I'm, I'm being, you know, right. general here, but I, th- I think there's like always an element of that. Yeah. There's things I hear on running downhill and way back when that I would, you know, would like, not that I, like that I would change or that I would want to fix, but uh the next for the next with the next song we're putting out dude we went through like three or four different iterations of it and had different producers on it and then 
we ended up going back to just the magic of the demo. And ever since we did that, that's kind of been my process is like, we write a song, uh, you know, in four hours and we do a little demo vocal and oftentimes that vocal to me just has some magic and that was in the air or whatever. Like if you try and beat it, just, it never has the same thing. And um, we actually keep a lot of the parts and stuff that we play on demos. And I like to bring in the producers on those songs to work with me on the song. It's just fun. Like, like we have, I've got a new way of a new process, which has been really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's talk about these songs a little bit because uh, there, there are a couple, there's, there's a particular thing that I also want to talk about, but let's talk about way back when, is that one of those songs that you write? Right. And then you're just like, yeah, this is it. Like, this Uh, is it. I mean, dude, way, way back when to me sounds like a, your classic mid two thousands, like Keith Urban, like down the middle, like nostalgic country song. And, you know, I I do want to be different and, and have my own sound and stuff, but I think I, I did it with this one while being like something that I feel like I've heard before in a way. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun to have those kinds of songs and, you know, sad songs and like, uh, story songs about my story, you know, and this one to me is just one that I, I, it was one that was like, it's, it's hard to write those kinds of songs. The ones that are, that are fun and are easy. Like it, like, I feel like you, you just have to strike magic sometimes. And right. um, that was one of the first or second songs I wrote for this project and knew immediately like driving home with the windows down on repeat. So stoked. It's like, gotta be done. It's gotta be done. Dude, yeah. I mean, that song, uh, you know, it, it moved a lot, opened a lot of doors for me behind the scenes in the writing community. And you, you know, you, you write a song and some good songs and you play industry people and they'll set you up on rights and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, that helped. That song helped me get some momentum going. It's, it's great, and I'm going to do a little sidetrack here. Don't isn't don't you find it a little bit ironic that it's it's um it's the 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 fun like happy upbeat songs that are harder to write than the sad sappy like put yeah. her on a sleeve kind of songs in terms of like physically writing that like obviously if if there's a really if there's a song that like really touches you and it's like hard to just like mentally write or emotionally write that's a different thing. But in terms of like literally writing the song, I feel like. A lot of people always say it's those upbeat ones that are a little bit harder to write, which I find ironic. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily know why, but I think sometimes they sound cliche. They can sound cliche or like been done before. Right. Whereas like, you know, we can sit down and try and be musical and make some trippy song, weird song, you know, with a weird hook, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a balance of, of making it your own. And uh, you know, it's hard. Well, that's the thing. It's like trying to be original. I feel like is probably yeah. the hardest part because like, you know, music's been going on for so many, so many years. And yeah. Like, it's like, a, you know, it's like a classic song about like the one that got away. Like how many of those songs have you heard? So. Right. Uh, and how many people have had the left, have let the right one get, get away? Like how many, I know. So, I mean, like it happens. It happens. True. Yeah. Um. So let's, let's, I want to talk about running downhill hill here. Cause the rock, yeah. it's an absolute rocker. Um, Dude. and I love now, listen, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm a, I don't dig deep to find uh, a lot of these little tidbits. All I had to go is go on your website and I could just read the little blur, but I think the inspiration behind part of the inspiration behind the song is like the coolest thing ever. Oh, thank um, you. It's, you it's inspired or partly inspired, uh, by McConaughey's book, Matthew yeah. McConaughey's book, green lights. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it talks about it's the carpet. If you've read the book, or me, like me, who's listened to the book, because uh, I just, I prefer to listen to six hours of Matthew. Oh, good, right? 
Did you like it? Oh, dude, I loved it. I, I like was never, I, before I read that book, I think the last time I read a book in full or listened to a book was like, maybe like sophomore year of high school, which is bad because yeah. I know that one of my teachers from high school listens and she was my English teacher, but it's true. Like I have, I'm not, I wasn't a big reader. And then I read that book and now I actually like to read, which is awesome. Yeah. I love finding like a book that gets me back into reading and yeah. that one's one for me for sure. Um, yeah, I was reading. Okay. So here's a story. So um, when I first moved to Nashville, my mom came with me. We went to a show at the listening room. Cool. And it was a writer's round and some hit songwriters were there. Um, one of them being David Hodges, who was in the band Evanescence. And he, he wrote a lot of songs for Dan Shea and Kelsey Ballerini and Marin Morris and like wrote like Kelly Clarkson hits yep. and he crushed it. We were blown away by him. And I got this opportunity to write with him like two years later. I was so nervous I didn't have any ideas. I, I, I feel like as an artist, it's my responsibility to come into the writing room every time with, you know, some guitar riffs and some song concepts that I've been working on. I had, I had nothing. And I was so nervous. It was the day, the right was the day after my birthday. McConaughey's book got in the night of my birthday. So the night before I was reading it and I love to read to get inspired and, um, you know, if I can find something that I can dig into and get like a good book or a movie or whatever, like a podcast, like that'll help me just song ideas will come. And right. I open the book, look at the table of contents and I'm like, I can't wait to see, read this book. We get into the chapter called the art of running downhill. And I was like, man, running downhill. What a cool like thought. Yeah. And I'm a, I love running. I, uh, and I had like a running injury actually from running downhill. It's so hilly. And Real Me IT too. band syndrome. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't like super diagnosed. All I know is that it like destroyed my shins basically. And like really messed with like the heel of my foot. And yeah. I like had to be off my, like I, I couldn't run for like probably like a month or two. Yeah. I just like relax. Sidebar. I was training for a marathon like two years ago and I completely overtrained, like ran way too much and like, completely shredded my knee. So I, I got an injury from running downhill. You know, I always, I always loved the idea of my dad used to tell the story about when he was a kid, like he was running down a mountain and started, got so fast that like he was about to go off like a overhang or a drop off. And his mom had to like, my grandma had to tackle my dad or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've always like thought running downhill was a cool concept. And it just took me like having the pressure of a songwriting session the next day and seeing, reading this chapter that Matthew McConaughey wrote about like seizing the day. And like, yeah. um, you know, I, I just thought it was like a cool song title and brought it in the next day. And there we were like, what about like a party song where you're like, you can't, you're not slowing down you're like picking up speed and like, you know, you're going to crash. So right. that was, that was how that song started. And uh, I was, I wrote it with Melissa Fuller, David Hodges and Mike Robinson and I was telling Mike, I was like, dude, I just need some like rock and roll, you know, usually I, again, like usually I bring in guitar riffs or something to a right and had nothing. And first thing he played was that riff. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? It's like brothers Osborne meets life in the fast lane. I was that like, is a so perfect excited. way to put it. Wow. Thank and I think I was referencing that too. And so we started writing and, um, we wrote that song. We were all high five in each other. And, um, David has a lot of tattoos, David Hodges, the guy who I saw at the listening room 
and he had a writer's retreat in town. So all of his writers from LA and Nashville were all together and they were all getting group tattoos and they invited me. And I was like, I knew how good this song was. I was like, my, my parents always said they'd kill me if I got a tattoo. They were disowning you if you get a tattoo. I never thought I'd get one. That morning, I didn't never thought I'd get one. He invited me. And I, was, I just like, I wanted to remember. I was like, this is when I'm working jobs on the weekends. I don't have a manager or anything. And I was like, this is such a sick moment I want to remember. So hold your hat when you're running downhill. And so I got a cowboy hat on my upper thigh. That's sweet. What the heck? Is it, lo- is it huge? Is it big or is it small? I'll tiny? tell you. I'll tell you. That's sick. That's yeah. what I would do. That's awesome. I started dating a girl at the time and she immediately posted on her Finsta like some some stupid funny pic- picture of my hat. Like, of course, you start dating a dude and he gets a thigh tat. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's anything wrong with thigh tats. I think they're kind of cool, Loki. That's just me. Yeah. When I, when, telling you i'm getting a tattoo on my butt a rolling stones tongue i get hey, you gotta do it that's that's a good that's a good one that was actually really going when I've, i was actually i was telling a buddy that i was with a group of people and i was telling him that and he goes are you kidding dude look at this and he like pulls his pants down and has a stone, stone's tongue on his butt shut up that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> it was great that's sick i um i my parents said the same thing they said if i ever if i ever got a tattoo that they would uh they, they, you know, they do the whole disowning thing like most parents say, right? But um, when I turned 18 and I was, I was at some point in college and, and you know, me and my best, my best friend and I went to school a half hour away from each other, um, just by coincidence, um, in, in the New England area. And uh, we'd hang out all the time. He'd drive down to me. It was only a half hour, 25 minutes. He'd drive down to me. I'd drive up to him. We'd hang out all the time. And one weekend he was like, listen, I'm going to go get a tattoo. You should get one with me. And I was like, oh, man. Um and I've been pondering the idea of getting a tattoo and whatever else uh, uh, for, for like, you know, for a while. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. So I literally called, I knew my dad was going to say no. It was like one of those things where I knew my dad was like, going to be like, no, don't do it. But I called my mom and I was like, Hey mom, like, listen, I want to get a tattoo. I'm not really asking for you to say like, yeah, like I love it. I more or less just want you to say like, you're not going to kill me if I do it. And she was like, no, I won't kill you. So I went and I did it and I love it. Like, obviously, you know, and I got another one after that. And, you know, I have a music one actually planned out too. So what was your first one? What was so, your first tattoo? So it's a saying, it's a saying, and it's, it's on my left peck. It takes up most of my left peck. It's just a saying. Cool. It's, it's, it says, uh, trust your struggle. And it's wow. kind of like what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger kind of vibes. Oh, that that's cooler. That's way cooler. It's like trust the process. And it- yes, <laughs> kind of, kind of in that, in that, in that, in that aspect too. And it's like, there's, there's a couple things in life that led me to, to, to know that saying and believe in that saying. And, um, but, but it's a, it's, it's something meaningful, meaningful to me and I love it. And obviously I, I wouldn't have gotten it. And, um, I just think it's cool. So I have that, I have one more and, um, and I don't know, I have a music one planned out because I think music is a pretty big part of my life. Yeah. And I really like the lyric, hey, I'll run this by you. Why not? This could be a topic. Okay. And if I get it, then we can say that we talked about it here. So okay. I obviously love the art of songwriting, particularly. I also really like Eric Church. Like he's like probably my number one guy. Dude, who, I mean, who doesn't like Eric Church that likes country music? Exactly. Nobody. Like how can, how can you not, right? And I mean, in terms of like what we listen to in terms of rock music too, he also kind of emulates that as well. So um, I just really like Eric Church. I always have, well, not always, but 
I have in the last five years. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love the line. And this is not my favorite Eric Church song, but it's one of my favorite lines. Funny how a melody sounds like a memory from Springsteen. Um, I also kind of grew up on Springsteen. So there's another little tidbit in there as well. But um, I love that line. And I was trying to figure out a way to kind of um, not just have words. Like I kind of want something else there too. So I was thinking about doing like a little, um, like an old school looking microphone of some sort and have like the wire kind of be the words, if that makes any sense. Like a Sinatra type microphone. Um, I think it's great, dude. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I just have to do it. Yeah, get it. Where would you do get it? Probably on my on the on my like right side on my rib area. I think it's yeah. the most surface area there. Um, Dude, I like the peck tat. I like that. I kind of want something like a phrase or something. I'm telling you, do way it. Back, way back when or something. <laughs> Here you go. I, I put out a song, I get a tattoo somewhere. <laughs> you're gonna have, you're gonna have the album <laughs> out, and then all your songs are gonna be uh, be all across your body. You're never gonna be able to uh, forget the album. You're gonna know every song. I mean, how many songs? How many songs has he put out in his career? Oh, geez, um, like five records, six records, or something like that. So, probably more than that. Oh, dude, that like he's put out like five hundred songs at this point. Or oh my god! Well, no, that's true. The the triple. I, I I think about the triple as one. So that's true. That's a good point. So he, he's got a lot. He's got a lot. That would be that would be a lot of tattoos. That would be a ton of tattoos. Oh, Anyway. I don't know if I could do that many, but it would, uh, it would, it would be interesting to say the least. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, I, I think like, uh, there's something about like coming up with a little piece of art that represents a song though, like the hat or like, you know, way back when would be like a car or something. Yeah. Like the simplicity of it. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool if we did like tattoo designs for everyone. That, that would be i think that'd be awesome honestly i think that'd be really cool and like the little the little tiny tattoos would be would be cool if you like were to put them i don't know i think like a full sleeve that connects looks cool but i also think like having a bunch of little ones like all on one part oh, of the body i think those are called refrigerator magnets that's that what they call them <laughs> yeah it's like the miley cyrus like harry styles tattoos i think yeah 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 i yeah. think that's cool i don't know i think it looks pretty cool because like there's always when you get something like that it, i feel like it always kind of um um it's easy like, dude if i ever play austin city limits i'm getting this somewhere you know like this, yeah texas yellow rose or something you know? that's so cool listen i love it i love tattoos i think tattoos are awesome um yeah. and I, I think they're cool i think it's a good piece of uh piece of time of your life and you can kind of sure, you know show show people what what's going on there yeah. um so let's circle back in here because i feel like i want to just kind of uh uh kind of close us out on talking about the cp because i think it's great or, or what's, what's going to be a full album here um why don't you just kind of uh in terms of you got these two songs out right like what is your plan in terms of and i know that they're all like the, the single world is an important thing you got to put singles out right it, it helps you kind of boost that up a little bit is your plan to do like another single or two more singles and then a fifth song or is it to do you know like how how is that going to happen do you know yeah yeah um we have a you know a group of like five or six songs that I love and that I'm passionate about. And uh, we got, we got another single coming. That's going to be a big one for me. I just, I have a really good feeling about it. And, uh, and then we're going to drop something. So drop nice. out. You know, I think it's important to have like, it was, it was, to be honest with you, it was really hard for me to put singles out because as, as a fan myself that, you know, I love digging into like a project and, right. and living with something. And it's hard to do that with just a single. Yeah. But in today's age, you just got to 
gotta do you know you don't want to waste any songs right as especially just as a new artist so that's why we've been doing the single route but i don't know dude like all my like when sam hunt blew up in high school he had like a a mixtape you could download while he was putting a single that are the acoustic versions of all the songs that i've written like so maybe there's something i could do like that um just to kind of get some word of mouth going or whatever but um i'm really proud of these songs dude yeah i feel like uh like i said like the last four years i've just been trying to figure out what my voice is and what i have to say and and what my story is and try and think about what makes me different and stuff like that so growing up you know there's not a lot of arizona country singers that grew up the way i did so i think that's that's one thing you know i think my experiences in austin and like learning about texas country and this whole different country genre makes me also different you know because there's not a lot of people in nashville have those experiences so right um way back when's kind of the the and all the songs on this thing are just kind of this weird combination of like the country radio i grew up loving and the texas radio that i you know fell in love with and all my all the classic rock all the stuff i liked beforehand too so yeah i'm excited dude i i really uh am excited to hear what you think as someone who is an og fan um i'll send it to you after this and please do get your favorites please do please do i would really i would really appreciate that and i just want to say that i think that you're 100 right as a fan too um i I'm, i'm a fan of records too but um, you know, as, as, as someone who understands kind of how this goes, um, mm-hmm. I, I understand in terms of singles like that, that's, that's how it is. But, um, when it comes to like your, your, your sound and what you're putting in, it's important to realize that you're hundred percent right in terms of you had all the modern stuff and all the, the, the country radio that you grew up on. Right. And yeah. then like that Texas thing came in later. So if like one day you wanted to release like a pretty like Texasy ballad kind of deal, you could do that because you know you know what that sounds like. Oh, I got one coming, dude. Don't worry. Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm just kidding. But um, I was I gonna say yeah. And, and in terms of like you know, I'm I'm not necessarily trying to go viral on TikTok or whatever. So right. um, I don't know. I just believe that if you write great songs and continually put out great songs people will find it and will share it and spread it um so that's what i'm hoping to do with this stuff and you know i i we have an album done and i feel like i uh, i'm an out like you said like you love albums and i do too and i think it's important to still have some sort of cohesive project and uh i just can't wait for everyone it's gonna take a minute for it to come out just just because that's how it works these days but um i just can't wait for everyone to hear it dude i love it I love it. What keeps you hooked? What keeps you, you wake up every day and you go to write songs. What keeps you hooked, inspired, and kind of just driving forward in this whole thing? Because at the end of the day, like at some point, you know, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to say, man, like this is, my life's great. Like I, I love doing this. Like this is awesome. But what keeps you hooked to do this and and keep putting pencil to paper and, and or, or fingers yeah. to laptop to well, this- write this down? I just, I just love music, man. I just love writing it. There's, I've never felt more alive than when I write a great song and those are hard to come by. And I've never felt more alive than when I've played a great show. And we, and I'm excited to get back to that. Cause like I said, I've just been focused on, I feel like in my, in my college years, I spent so much time learning how to play shows and playing every weekend, but we didn't have the songs in the last three or four years I've spent, um, 
you know, like songwriting college, like trying to figure out how to, how to do that. And now I feel like I have those. So if there's a way I can marry the two and get back out on the road and I just can't wait, that's, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I, I really, really, um, thanks, Kyle. I think that that's, that's exciting. And I think that, you know, like, you know, we you talked about before, you know, you step in a way in terms of putting out music and yep. kind of yeah. doing that, right. You're still working hard. You're just kind of working hard behind the scenes. Um, yep. And I think that that's, that that's sometimes important. And like we talked about before, you know, it may have taken you a second to realize kind of what you wanted to say and how you wanted to portray it and what you wanted that sound to be, but you needed that time to figure that out. Um, and, and that's important, dude. I'm so excited to see everything you got coming on, um, everything you got in the future. Um, I'm just excited for everyone to listen to this new stuff and listen to this new project. And I'm excited to be along for the ride. I appreciate you coming. Thanks for for being on the ride, man. It's means the world to me. Of course. Of course. I appreciate you coming to hang out with me, dude. You're, you're, you're one hell of a dude. And I'm just excited to see what you got coming on. Thanks bro. Of course. Everybody can go follow Tyler on Instagram. Uh, Tyler Dial, all one word, and go listen to his music. Go listen to Way Back When. Go listen to Run Downhill. It's out now. Uh, stay tuned. Stay stay uh, uh, hooked to the socials uh, so you can know when uh, the new stuff's coming out. Trust me, you're going to want to listen to it. I know you are. Um, and just take my word for it. I would like to say sometimes I'm a okay judge of music, and I think that I got it right here. And you're going to, if you don't know him now, you're going to know him in the future. So um, just jump on the train now while you can. But uh, everybody, this is another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Music Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to it, it's there. Um, so stream it. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're, over the 100 mark here and i'm still loving doing it every week uh week in and week out and i appreciate everyone who comes back and listens so um you know let's let's keep on rolling here's to 100 more uh thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the member country music podcast i'm kyle corvus that's tyler dial we'll see you next week bye bye now mm-hmm.